Hello and welcome to another episode of Need to Read. I'm absolutely buzzing to bring this one to you because I got to sit down with one of my best mates and have a chat about books and give her some book suggestions and have a chat about books that she's read. I loved it. It's one of my favourite episodes to record. Uh, me and Bronte will talk about how we met on there because we haven't been friends forever, um, but it does feel like that. Uh, not in a bad way either. But... Um, yeah, this is an interesting podcast. Bronte's passion for what she does really shines through. She's got a community called Gals Who Graduate. Now, that is G-A-L-S, who graduate. I don't need to spell spell that out for you. So that's on Instagram. It's on Facebook. She's got a community of over 30,000 um, female students and graduates on there who all have just... They just want to help each other out, which I think is so cool. To get a community like that... I think that's quite a rare thing and it's a testament to Bronte for building that so fair play to I'm really looking forward to bringing this episode to you now if you're new here give us a follow on Instagram it is at a need to read with the number two and not the word and then you can keep up to date with all the other podcast episodes that we're doing and we've got some pretty good guests for you and a lot of good book reviews coming up as well now before we get started just a quick word from a sponsor it's pure sport cbd now cbd is something that i have used in the past i've said about this previously in episodes but every one that i've tried just tastes like broccoli now i know the taste isn't the most important thing here there's also zero percent thc um high quality cbd but when it tastes like broccoli it's very very off-putting pure sport cbd i've got it nailed it literally doesn't taste anything like broccoli that's my biggest selling point for them but it's really helped with my sleep and my training i'm feeling a lot less inflamed a lot less stiff since i've been taking it so if you want to go and have a look at the benefits of cbd and check out the products that they've got it's puresportcbd.com and if you want to grab yourself 20% off, that is a need to read 20. So a need to read 20. That is the word to, not the number. So don't get the confused with the Instagram. Without further ado, I'm going to hand over to myself and Bronte for probably one of my favourite episodes ever. Here we go. Darling. LeBron. <laughs> Welcome to a need to read finally finally it feels weird saying welcome to a need to read because that's what i normally say to you all the time yeah i know yeah. i know well, welcome look, to a need to read thank you for having me a need to read well that is absolutely fine obviously everyone knows that my name is ed and not anita but <laughs> but my name's bronte your name is bronte so Le this Brom. is bronte king Hi and guys. bronte king and i are very good friends and i've been waiting for the right opportunity to get her on yeah it took me a while Took her a while. Took her a while to come round, but I've slipped her fifty quid today, and and she's on. She's on. He didn't slip me fifty quid, guys. I'm a good friend. Yeah. <laughs> now, I want you to introduce yourself to the people that don't know who you are. Okay, so the people that don't know who I am, I am Bronte King. I am <laughs> the founder of Girls Who Graduate. Girls Who Graduate, if you don't know what that is, is a support network for female students and graduates. I started it last year when I left the University of Reading. I didn't feel like there was enough support for students leaving university for graduates. So I started my own support network and here we are. And she did it. And when we first met, it was what? 4,000 4, followers or like a, a couple I, thousand people in your group? Yeah. And uh, now how many people are in your support network? Over like 30,000. 30,000. 
about 35,000. That is mental. I know. Uh, see, I didn't even know that, by the yeah, way, everyone. Yeah, about 35,000. Jesus Christ. And you're pretty passionate about it, right? Oh, yeah, she's very passionate she's, about she's it. She's passionate. She's very passionate. <laughs> yeah, don't get me started. <laughs> well, I'd like to, actually. <laughs> would I would I would like to. When I first, a fun, fun, fun fact, when I first went for a meeting with my management who were going to sign girls who graduate, they actually told me to sit down on my seat because I was jumping off so much because I was so passionate about girls who graduate that they were like, wait, just, just, just take a seat a second because I was with my green tea, like, Oh, we so love excited. it, sis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing that um, people need to know about Bronte is she's a... Uh, very hyperactive she's a very hyperactive <laughs> individual so when she's getting passionate about something like it really really oh, the comes hands out are flying hands are flying yeah. you don't really know which way's up no. most of the time and on a good day mm. that's that's how it is so we've introduced girls who graduate obviously this podcast is about books and this in season two we don't have to stay on the books for too long but we will be speaking about books yeah at some stage but i think like firstly let's tell everyone how we met because I think there are a lot of people that just think we're in some sort of like secret relationship or that we're going to get <laughs> married um it is quite funny how we met to be fair I like I like the story yeah it is a good story so take it away last year everyone everyone that's listened since the introduction um I got broken up we got given the boot in a relationship Sad. flew to Bali three days later because I needed to just get out of where I was that's a good piece of advice guys get out just leave yeah if you're in a bad situation just leave yeah. yeah, get yeah. out right now. Yeah, if it's the end of you and someone else. Okay. So yeah, I got there, and what do you do when you're first out of a relationship? When you're in your mid twenties, and you're in a new country, and you know absolutely no one, you obviously go straight on Tinder. Mm-hmm. So I'm there. I'm having a swipe. I see Bronte. I'm like, best of a bad bunch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Same with you. <laughs> Give her a swipe. I was like, oh my gosh, someone English. Because they're all like, they're all like, I don't even know. Balinese Yeah, they're all Russian. Indonesian. Russian. And I was like, oh my God, someone's English. And he's blonde, bit of a tan. Yeah. I was like, here he is, let's swipe right. Yeah. And we so got a match. We got a match. So we hit the match. We spoke for a few I hours. I wish I had those conversations yeah. over my phone. So funny. Oh my God, me too. So we spoke for a couple of hours and then Bronte was like, oh right, we'll just come out for a drink with like me and a couple of mates. So I was like, yeah, sweet, sure feeling a little bit anxious about going out and meeting some new people. Mm. And I get there, this bitch is chatting to some other guy. <laughs> like, I see her at the, at, the, at the table talking to some other bloke. I'm like, oh, this, is, this isn't going very well. And, and I forgot that I'd said she'd come and meet me at the bar. So I was talking to this guy and then I kind of caught Ed out the side the corner of my eye and I was like, oh my God, I was talking to this guy on Tinder who's coming to meet me and I'm talking to this other guy. You know, in Bali you meet so many people and you get mm. chatting to so many people. I think you just you just came up to us anyway. Yeah. You're oh, just like... I'm I'm sweet. I was like, friend or whatever. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm happy with this. Mm-hmm. And turns out we just got on yeah. pretty fucking well. But like, we grew closer. We like, we got on in Bali. But then I think when you moved to Australia... And I came back to Bali. We just, we realised how similar we were yeah. and how like we really bounced off each other. And I honestly didn't know how much I needed an Ed in my life. Oh, <laughs> stop it. I needed an, everyone needs an Ed in their life. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm always chucking quotes from books at Bronte and I'm always yeah. trying to get Bronte to read. And I'm finally, finally managed to do it in, in recent in. times. So she's two, two books in. Ready to start my third. Ready to start them. What's the third? 
Um, Stacey Dooley's Women on the Front Line. Oh, Women on the Front Line. Yeah. yeah. Okay, nice. So, um, yeah, I've been trying to get Bronte to read for a while. I was like, look, you can come on the podcast because I, I, I want to have Bronte on to chat about Girls Who Graduate. Girls Who Graduate has a book club that we're going to touch on in a moment. Um, obviously, my listenership, I can tell you 85% of you, probably now more um, when this episode comes out, are female. So having a support network for females, I've got a few of my listenerships. Listenerships? Listenerships. Listenerships. You just got to play to your strengths. And that's what I'm doing. So this is for you, the female listeners. Um, listeners. But blokes, listen up. Because I think a lot of guys don't have girlfriends. Yeah, well, I didn't have a close guy friend in my life until you... Well, I have had guy friends, but not like this. Like, Ed yeah. and I are, like, brother and sister. Like, it's, yeah. it's a lot. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a lot. It's, it's a, a lot. lot. In a good way, a we lot. We talk every single day, and if we don't talk in, like, two hours, I'm like, are you okay? Have you died? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, this is... Shout out to all the blokes out there. Just make friends with some girls, because mm-hmm. this year, when Just I went travelling... All the blokes in hostels that I was seeing, like, they're all a bit like, oh, yeah, let's go out and shag. shag. And I was like, mate, come on. Like, you're all the way over the other side of the world. Just look at building different kind of relationships because the people that you meet, you're a product of the five people you spend your time with. And I was like, passion. Like, mm-hmm. when I first met Bronte, speaking about, like, passionate things, like, that's when I was like, yeah, she's she's doing it for the girls. She's and, the girls. like, I've I've spoken before on the podcast about my sister being, like, a feminist and my mum and, like, growing up with quite, like, a lot of feminine energy in the household. So I can get on with girls quite easily, but I think for a long time I kind of repressed that a little bit, just trying to be one of the boys. Um, and I've spoken about that quite a bit on this podcast about transitioning from one of the boys. Not in, like, I'm not I'm not transitioning in the way you're probably thinking. <laughs> not just yet. Who knows? Don't Who write knows? it off. No. Don't write it off, because um, Anita Reid is going to be my yeah. alter ego. Can't wait for her to come out. She's, 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 she's going to be coming out soon. She's about to come out, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, t- talk about your book club. Let's, let's start with that okay. to begin with. So, I started the book club during lockdown, I think. Yeah, I, I think I started it during lockdown. Um, and, basically, one of the girls posted on... We have... Girls Who Graduate consists on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and we have a website. And on the Facebook group, that's, like, our most powerful part of the community. We've got... 27,000 girls on the close Facebook group which actually that's so scary 27,000 girls on the close Facebook group that's mad if you got everyone to just give you a quid (laughs) Ed I don't think (laughs) just make money off Um, no and one girl commented during lockdown being like oh should we do a book club and it got 400 comments back being like me 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 I'll do a book club so I was like look girls I'll organise it don't worry about it Mm. so me and my manager and I organised it and we have a sponsorship by Hodder Books who send 50 girls a hardback copy of the book and 50 girls digital copies so 100 girls get free copies of the book every month because obviously as students can't afford books well try not to um, I mean can I just say can I just interject there you can definitely afford books if you're a Sorry, student. If yeah. you can afford booze, you and if you can afford books. some of the other stuff that you're probably doing, you can definitely but afford books. But it's nice to books. save oh, a yeah, couple yeah. of pounds yeah. on the old book. It's always nice, but I'm just saying, you know, prioritise yeah. books over booze. Sorry, yeah. If you, you can, can afford books, guys. Um, and, yeah, so every month we have one book from Hodder Books, and then one of the girls chooses a book that we all read. And, yeah, it's amazing. There's about 4,000 girls on there, I think. Maybe 5,000 girls on the book club now. And I really enjoy it. It's really good. Um, I have never really been into reading. And when we started it, I just didn't really take notice of the books. Like, I looked into it and I was like, wow, that's so so amazing. But I I couldn't get into reading them. And then when I went on holiday, I took two of them away with me and I completed them. So... 
Completed it, mate. Completed it, mate. That's the, that's the thing is you're very energetic. So like to sit I, and read a book. To sit and read a book is 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 very rare. And I mm. think like for I I don't know if it's me rubbing off on you. And we've had this chat recently about like you becoming a bit more of an introvert, or yeah. if you've always been like that. But I'm I'm rubbing off on Bronte in a way that like she's she's starting to enjoy her own company a little bit more, sitting with herself. Yeah. Um. And I've always enjoyed my own company, but not to this extent. Yeah. Like I, I'm normally like I love having time by myself, but honestly, when I'm in a group of people, I'm like I just need time to myself. Mm. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but yeah. I can tell you what it is: is people are too much sometimes. <laughs> they are. They <laughs> that's are that's, too much. that's exactly. And what also, it is. I really um I change my energy. This is getting a bit deep, but I change my energy according to other people's energy. Mm-hmm. So I take on other people's energies, and like I, I really f- I'm very empathetic. Mm. So I really feel people's feelings. So yeah. I think I really take that on, and it's exhausting. Yeah, <laughs> bit of a chameleon. A chameleon. I'm yeah. a chameleon. So like, I'll be with someone and I'll take on all their like. I don't know. Do you know? No, I do. Yeah. I do. Uh, you, so well, I get say so you're a product of the five people you spend your most time with, and I don't even think it takes very long for you no, to be like now that. No, I'm a product of you. Yeah, unfortunately. Of unfortunately, you're now a me. An which I mean, I wouldn't wish it on anyone. Um, but I mean, right. it's worked in my favour because I've got a mate that's just like me, which is pretty sound. Yeah, exactly. Here I am. Um, anyway, book sorry, club. back to your book club. Yeah. So I read the flight. Which okay. was amazing. I love fiction books. And it was just, it really kept me reading. I finished it in maybe 12 hours. Mm. As in like not reading for 12 hours. But it wasn't, it was less than 24 hours. It was amazing. I, I was impressed. Because like I've, I've been trying to get Bronte to read now. Well, for a while. And since I started the podcast, even more so. Um, but like a 12 hour turnaround on any book. I think everyone that like listens to this, if you're a reader, if you can sit down with a book and finish it in pretty much one sitting like you know it's a decent book it was so good like oh i was gripped and i kept thinking about it you know the books that you keep thinking about after Mm. reading it and i was i was in bed and i dreamt about what went on in the book oh that's good because it gets your imagination good so you do you're properly thinking about it whereas with non-fiction books which Mm. obviously I, i read a lot of your if you're reading it in one sitting, you're probably not taking in everything. Yeah, it's a and lot to take in. Like a... the second book that I read on holiday was non-fiction, so mm. I had a contrast. Yeah, nice. Mm. We like that. So if you're you're not if you read it in a day, you're not going to take everything in. So I I read Surrounded by Idiots on the plane from the UK to Australia at the start of the year, and that's about the four different types of people um, that there are. So there's red, blue, green, and yellow, and that's like extrovert introvert all of those things and i read that in one sitting but it wasn't like i hadn't taken everything in but i kind of got the general gist of it by halfway through and all i kind of got was like red is someone who's really really energetic just feeds off other like people's energies like super super extrovert and straight away i was like that's my sister and that's all i ever needed to take from the book because it gave me a way of communicating like with my sister and people like my sister, they they don't like sending long text messages. Conversation is very concise and short. So the rest of the book, I pretty much can't remember. And I think that's because I read mm. it in one sitting. But with fiction books, like you say, you just, you get you into it. You want more. Because mm. you're like... You're playing the film in your head. Yeah. You're like, you imagine the whole thing. And that's why it's great for like creativity. Yeah. Um, and stuff like that as well. Do non-fiction... Yeah, it was um, Woman Don't Owe You Pretty by Florence Given. And it's so popular right now. Yeah. That is part of our go- the Girls Who Graduate Book Club. Um, it was good. Mm. It wasn't as good as I thought it would be because everyone was really like, it was the talk, everyone was talking about it. And I read it and I was like, 
I see how people can get carried away in you want to hear something and you want to be told something so you will take it in and you'll be like yeah yeah, that's right but then I took myself back from it and actually thought about it and I was like wait that's just one person's writing yeah talking about one situation and I'm like yeah that's amazing advice but maybe it doesn't appeal to everyone maybe it's not set for everyone I think some chapters were incredible but I, some of them I did have to step back a bit. Yeah, I get that. There's a bit of like an anti-male movement in those kind of books, mm. which I think obviously for for a lot of it, like some of the celebrities and stuff who are getting done at the moment, there's the whole like Me Too movement. Oh, that's part so of it. That's, that's yeah. part of it, okay. I don't like the anti-male movement because mm. I feel like I, I feel offended because I'm like, oh yeah, I feel like I'm all right. And like, oh, you don't need men. I'm like, what? So you're just going to like cull us all? Just stick us... Yeah, I know. She's somewhere. so anti-men. So anti-men. Yeah. Also, she... I don't want to be rude, but she's a 21-year-old girl. Yeah. So reading a whole book from a 21-year-old girl's perspective, mm. it's like, yeah, that is incredible that she's written this and there's some amazing information there and advice. But at the same time, take some of it with a pinch of salt. Yeah, I feel that. But I'm not saying it's a bad book. I do think it's a mm. good book. But like, there was one chapter about protecting your energy and I was reading it and I was like, this is so good. This is what people need to hear. But then there were some chapters about maybe if you fancy a girl, then you're queer. And I mm. was like, not just because you fancy girls doesn't mean you're queer. I, you know, there yeah, was just yeah, some yeah. things that I was like, sometimes it doesn't equal that. But, you know, it's it's subjective for everyone. Yeah, that's the thing. So non, non-fiction books, they are very like pragmatic. They're very much like, this is this is it. Mm-hmm. And, and like, I'm telling you it. And if she was 21 when she wrote that, no doubt by the time she's 25, some of those chapters she would write in a completely different way. Yeah. And um, you change so much from in your 20s. Mm. So much. From when I was 21 to now, and I'm only 23, I I would have to rewrite the whole book. Yeah. I'm so, I have such a different thought process. Yeah. It's mad. And I don't even think your brain's fully developed at 21. No. I could be wrong. But she's done an amazing job, 21 years old and writing that book. Oh, yeah. 100%. She's done amazing. And there's some amazing information in that. I really would. I'd, I would advise it. I would... I would what do you call it? Recommend. Recommend. Thank yeah. you, Ed. Um, I would recommend it. Okay. Tell me about this protecting your energy chapter. Oh, okay. So she said that you have to strip back everything that you think now in your life when you meet people and when mm-hmm. you spend time with people and think about the people that you spend time with. After you spend time with them, do you feel drained? Mm-hmm. Do you feel negative? Do you feel positive? And think about how you feel when you spend time with these people and the people that make you feel like, You've, all your energy is gone you feel negative you don't feel like they've brought the best out in you get rid of like yeah. why are you wasting your energy your energy is so precious like it's like the most precious thing you should like it's your body it's your soul it's like your aura like, and, yeah. and then she's saying that why would you waste it on someone that doesn't deserve it yeah definitely and I'm like wow that's so interesting and like being single going on dates with people she's like why are you going on dates with people and wasting this time on people that don't care about you and you're not going to they're not yeah. going to be in your life for the rest of your life. I don't know. It, it, it's subjective again, but... Yeah, it's kind of like in, in some ways you cut your nose off to spite your face in like protecting your energy because you'll, you'll cut some people out, mm. which is a very difficult thing to do because you'll have emotional attachments to people. And like if, if you've been friends with them for a long time, like it's what you know. When you... Let's talk about... like Let's go back to travelling. Like you get perspective when you go abroad and you meet different people from different areas, whether even if like that's going to uni, you mm. you meet people from different counties. And there's so like, there's differences in like the counties, like Dorset to London is vastly so different. different. And like Dorset to Manchester is even more different. And that's all just within one country. So when you head out to somewhere, be that Bali or wherever you go, wherever you stay in a hostel and you're like chatting to different people, 
it's not about just like protecting your energy there and being like I probably am where I'm quite introvert and I don't usually speak to people like it, it took actually quite a lot for me to come out when we mm-hmm. first met like for me to just come out and meet like random people that was like I just did like the anxiety showed up and I was like right let's just ignore that today and I know it's difficult not everyone's able to do that um for me like when I feel that like tightness in my chest feels like someone's got a kettlebell on my chest or something like that that's when I just do something because that's otherwise I'm going to let it cripple me and I do understand that there are people out there with like crippling anxieties and stuff like that but you've got to not just protect your energy but also trial and error giving Mm -hmm. your energy away but I think if it's like consistent as in like if you you have a friend that's been in your life and every time you see them you just feel negative and you feel drained and like you feel like they've taken your energy and they don't bring the best out of in you I think that's when you're like right I need to draw that back but yeah Mm. I agree if you meet someone first time and maybe they didn't make you feel great then don't just cut them off yeah oh no definitely definitely not but there's actually something to be said for when you're meeting people for the first time I'm very quick to judge people and people might think that's a good thing or a bad thing I just think it's all right and that's how how I live so when I was like traveling and I was meeting new people if I didn't get a good vibe from them straight away I was like "Mm, I'm not gonna waste my time because tomorrow some other new people will move into that room or something and and Mm. I'll I'll be able to trial and error like giving my energy to them see what they're like so how how do you think that's gonna impact you now like friends that you've got I'm I'm not saying cut me out Um, please (laughs) please don't um but but what are you going to do with that information so you've you've taken it on board I think just um what I'm lost with my words you know when you um draw yourself back from the situation don't give as much energy to them and that time that you do have just to use it on yourself yeah that time that you normally spend with them when you feel drained from your energy just choose different things to do and don't always involve them i think Mm. friends that i know that make me feel like that or slightly make me feel like that or people that make me feel so good i would spend it with them not the people that make me feel bad and you've just got to be really picky about who you spend your time with and just don't completely cut them out i'm not going to completely cut them out but i would just retract myself from them and not spend as give give as much time and energy to them yeah i feel that so if 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 they need you like you're there there. you're there you're absolutely i don't need them no oh no she doesn't need anyone arbron (laughs) she doesn't she doesn't apart from me Um, so yeah that's 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 a good thing to take from it. I think even if that's the only thing you took from that book, like you haven't wasted your time with it. I think it did teach me like, I know I have privilege and Mm -hmm. I know, you know, the whole thing with Black Lives Matter. I know I have my white privilege, but it taught Mm. me like pretty privilege and being blonde hair, blue eyes. And like, I, you don't think about that. You just go through life. But she was like, you will get more privilege than someone that's not do you know I have like pretty yeah, I'm not yeah. saying I'm pretty but as in like no, the blonde hair blue pretty. eye yeah, yeah. but the blonde hair blue eye privilege she said like girls with blonde hair they will get privilege because yeah. they're seen as societal norms of pretty so she and like the male gaze she was saying how like everything you look at in life now will you'll see that women are sexualized and women are mm-hmm. like male gaze and stuff um, which I find really interesting because I learned about that at school and then just reiterates it again yeah. and then I really picked up on it like I really did after reading that book I've really looked around at stuff and been like and she says like what do you do for men and what do you do for yourself so when you shave do you shave your legs for men or do you shave Mm. it for yourself I shave for myself like I genuinely shave my legs 
and I'm not doing that for any boys or any girls. I'm just doing that for me because I like it. And when I do jujitsu, if I'm sweaty, my legs are slippier if they've got no hair on, so I can run away a bit quicker. Exactly, and I tried to grow all my body hair out in lockdown, and it was so uncomfortable <laughs> that I had to shave. So I know that I'm doing it for myself. Yeah, I'm yeah. not doing it for men. Also, I don't really care. I have hair. Like I'll leave my hair, my hairy legs to grow out all the time. I'm just yeah, like, whatever. Yeah. Like it doesn't bother me. It's for myself. Yeah, yeah. And I think some people think that girls shaving is for men, but I honestly, I I just couldn't leave it to grow. It was getting itchy. Yeah, my I've... armpits were getting a bit itchy. I had an experience like that in Australia because Zara, shout out to you, I know you're going to listen to this one. Um, She had hairy armpits one day before we went to the beach and she'd grown them out. (laughs) And I went, ugh. Ed. I know, I know. People change. Okay, yep. And then Zara, Zara will probably come on here one day. She's she's got a lot to say. She educated me on that and now I'll never say that ever again. And I've seen her with hairy armpits since and I've thought, you know what, go on sis. Go on, sis. You grow that out. Yeah, I agree. You grow that out. Because like monobrows. Yeah. I, I think I have one right now. I, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I don't care. Do you know? Like, I just... I'd yeah. stop looking at it. Oh, well, you are. You've <laughs> mentioned it, so I'm obviously going to look. Um, but, yeah, like, uh, to be fair, I think I sometimes pluck in between my eyebrows, maybe, like, every six months, but I don't know who I'm doing that for. And I suppose I haven't really... I, for yourself. I can't really comment on this because like, I'm a boy and this is about yeah. feminism, but... Um, it is It is a very interesting book and it does reinforce everything. And, and there's at the end, there's a checklist and it's mm. like, I have a privilege of... And then it says, do you feel like this when you walk into a shop? Do you feel like this when you... Yeah. And it was like saying how girls literally cannot walk through the street. Like if I decided to wear a tiny little dress today mm. and walk into London, yeah. I would get like wolf whistled at shouted yeah. at if I wore like baggy jeans massive hoodie big coat yeah. I probably would get like one wolf whistle yeah. you still get it any girl gets it walking down the street and she was just saying how that's your pretty privilege by the way right there yeah that's pretty <laughs> privilege right there and, but it's not a privilege I don't want to no. be wolf whistled at I don't want to be shouted at but like she was saying how girls cannot go out and also like having to choose a flat somewhere that's safe because mm. you can't you know it's just it really reiterates everything that you think about, but you don't think about in like detail. Yeah, I and I I often talk to like my mates that are boys about like feminism and stuff and like why why I give a shit essentially and and why it's an important topic to discuss and and to go into. It's like you say about like people walking down the street. I can guarantee as a boy, like you haven't really walked down the street thinking, oh my god, like there's a a chance someone could actually come and like rape me, mm. and you. As a boy, say you've had a girlfriend, there would definitely have been a time where you've been like, right, so my girlfriend's out, she's absolutely steaming, I'm worried about her. But I bet the girlfriend would never worry about the boy. No. And that is why people need to, like, be feminist. People need to give a shit. And people not, like... There's, there's an annoying thing with blokes where someone will talk about feminism and then they'll be like, oh, yeah, well, the, the, they just want this and, and they just want that. And, like, it, it's about equality, but, like, also, throughout history, like, women have been protected because, like, it's fucking, like, you're an important bunch. Like We are. Like, we really are. A lot of questions I get on girls who graduate, on, in, like, interviews that I do with girls who graduate and stuff and podcasts is how does it feel to be um, part of, like, 
well, you are the founder of a female-run business. And I that doesn't even mm. come into my mind. When I started Girls Who Graduate, didn't even come into my mind. And a lot of interviews that I have are like, so you're part of a female-run business. Is there any reason for this? Like, is it because you're a feminist? No, no, no. And it, like, it's so interesting that people do point out still like mm. that there's female-run businesses and it's like business should be male-dominated and stuff. And yeah, I do find bollocks. that so interesting. It's funny that this is a male-dominated podcast, but... Um, <laughs> You have a lot of respect for females. Yeah, we do. We love the girls. We doing love it, the girls. Doing it for the girls. So there's a lot of girls listening, and I just want to say, I love you all, and not in yeah, a weird way. We love but the like, girls. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening. I appreciate you it. You should. Um, everyone should follow a need to read and um, Edge Cunningham. If you don't, well, no, you don't. You don't have to follow me personally. I'm not. I'm not no, bothered I about think me. You um, the whole thing with this podcast is like, I, I suppose there's going to be a lot of people that are just like listening because of Bronte. The idea of this is I want to get people reading. Reading is very, very important. You've got me reading. He can get you reading. You've got to listen to some of my book reviews because that's when you're going to get to know me and that's where I do the rants about these important things. Mm. And there's a topic that I want to touch on at the moment is for the Girls Who Graduate community and also for all of my listeners that have been there from the beginning. And it's about business books. So... When you left uni, Bronte, like, were they like, hey, like, any further reading or anything like that? Like, or was it literally like, yeah, see you later, done, oh, thanks, yeah, no, thanks for your nothing. 50 grand? Yeah, there was nothing. There was no, that's why I started Girls Who Graduate, because I was like, wait, that's it. We just pushed out the other end. Like, when mm. you start and you're a fresher, there is so much support. Mm. Like, every company is doing a fresher support system or, like, fresh, fresher support fair. Everyone's doing, like something to support freshers and make sure they're okay and their mental health's okay and I looked at the suicide rates and depression rates of people leaving university and it was like I was shocked why no one had ever done anything about Mm. it I was like hang on a second surely someone has looked into this and been like right we need to support graduates like this is a really Mm. tough time like you have I think your body takes so long to adjust to change massive changes coming out of university you've just spent three years studying you've got a degree you've got your results and then it's like now what like if you don't have a job Mm. lined up what do you do you move back home you're back to square one and that's why I was like right I need to start it but if someone had come and been like right here's a support system on social media here's a list of books you should read Mm. to to get you ready for after university I would have been like right okay yeah I've got this you know what there's some coping mechanisms out there I can do it Mm. so I just think I'm not blowing my own trumpet but I think like it need it needed to be spoken about. You need to blow your own trumpet. You gotta be your own biggest fan. Um, True. But yeah, I think you should give um, graduates or people coming out of any course a nice list of books to read and yeah. to get them prepared for business life. Yeah, because in, unless you do a sandwich course, of course, like when you leave uni, like you might not have the work experience unless you've been like really proactive and got internships. But for the most part, like people understand that their uni years are very very precious so they go like traveling in the summer or like maybe work a job and then go for like a nice holiday and stuff like that they, they won't want to do the internships that a lot like they probably should and they probably should be going for but i appreciate it. is, is it probably quite hard to get internships yeah very yeah. hard it's, it's as hard as getting job a job oh really especially paid internships most are unpaid that's mad isn't i it? know it's so hard to get any job any internship anything people are scum aren't they these <laughs> business owners yeah i um so i'm gonna i'm gonna touch on the books i think if you're a graduate for your behavior when you get into a, like an office space obviously one one thing that really annoys me about the corporate world is when i works there is people are just so fake and you go in there and you interview and you you speak in your 
best English and you, you try and show off your vocabulary, but it's not you. Like you, you, people don't often like put themselves across in an interview. About like I was speaking to one of my friends the other day uh, about an interview that he had, and like he's a pretty casual guy. Um, he won't be listening to this, but Connor, shout out to you if you are. <laughs> um, and he got asked a question in the interview. It was like, uh, name a time when you were completely stumped. And he was like, this question. And the guy loved it and the guy laughed. And I think that's the kind of thing that people need to do in interviews is, is maybe like crack a joke every now and then. Because if you're if you're a jokey person, like I take the piss all the time. So when I've been in interviews in the past, like I've always like taken the piss a little bit. Because you don't want to lose yourself by trying to get this job so bad. And then before you've even started you're you're playing this character which after a certain amount of years or months mm. it will become so draining and you'll, you'll have drifted away from who you actually are and that's not good for your mental health no it's not also the the recruiter wants someone that will be fun in the office a good team player mm. someone that's like fun to be around and like not just someone that's really serious the girl who came on lady who came on girls who graduated the other day we have guest speakers she was a um graduate recruiter and she said be yourself but with a little business hat on. Yeah, little business hat. So don't be a, don't be like yourself when you're at the pub with your mates. Yeah. But don't completely strip that. Yeah. Like yeah. be yourself, but with a little business hat on. Yeah. You know, just make sure you you've got the business in you, but you've also got like your personality. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Now, in terms of like learning for further learning, like when you finish uni or, or when you finish whatever you do, when you finish school, if you finish a different type of job and you're moving into a different industry, like what employers want to see and what sort of made me stand out a little bit at my previous job from when I started reading was just picking up on these little different behaviors. Like there's a, there's a book, how to win friends and influence people. And it is literally about getting people on your side. And it can be as simple as like saying someone's name, Bronte, you know, it makes them feel good. Yeah. Like I I just a little Bronte did a little smirk then when (laughs) I said her name and that's you can you can take something like Ed that from Cunningham. Ed J Cunningham. It's just Ed Cunningham. Sorry, Ed Cunningham. Um, or just Ed Sorry. or Anita Reed. Um, little books like that. So, how to win friends and influence people. Dale Carnegie. It'll be a great one. Don't listen to it, by the way, people, because um, it sounds like it was recorded in the 1950s and they've got some oh, really no. weird music in oh, between no. each chapter. We don't want that. No, we don't want that at all. Um, Essentialism by Greg McEwen. Now, I, I spoke to Greg McEwen earlier on the podcast, not this one, but a different episode. And his book is essentially about figuring out what is important in your life and working with that and making sure, essentially, that you're not spreading yourself too thin. And I think especially people coming out of uni, like, if they are just jumping into the corporate world, like, they're going to be trying to please everyone. They're going to be doing this, like you might lose touch with like your hobbies and stuff like that. And that's a really important factor. Is Definitely. Like, Companies really look for, um, what is it? Out of curriculum activities. Ex- extracurricular activities. Sorry. Getting your hobbies going. <laughs> Getting your hobbies going. And like during lockdown, especially like, what did you do during lockdown? They can be like, oh, I just started my own business. You know, I, mm. I started making jewelry and started that, or I started my podcast or my YouTube channel. And people really want to know what you did in lockdown. Like that's such a selling point at the moment in interviews. Like I've heard a lot of girls speak about it and people are so impressed when they say, oh, I, 
I don't know, I, I did an online uni course during it or I did this course or I started this or I started that. People want to know what you did with your time rather than just sit and binge Netflix. Yeah, like I did three hours of a Teach English as a Foreign Language course. and Three um, hours? Yeah, I've got 165 hours left, so no. I'm probably not going to do that. Um, How much was that course? Don't matter. Ed, you need to do it. <laughs> yeah, well, you sound like my mum. She's, <laughs> she's, trying, she's trying to get me to do it, but... I don't want to teach English as a foreign language. I did. And then I... I think you should pass it on to someone else. I mean, I would. I don't know if you can, though. Oh, sorry. If you would, yeah, I'll sell it on to someone else. I don't know who wants to buy it. Of course you will. Um, Because, look, I'm broke, guys. Um, So essentialism, Greg McCoon, going back to that, make sure that you're doing stuff, like, with, with your time, as opposed to just sort of letting the world just revolve and revolve and revolve and you're not going with it. Um, and instead of being like, oh, I like travel, you've mm. got to talk about like why you like travel, what mm. like what travel brings you, like what experiences have you got? Like, I think everyone can say, oh, I like traveling, or everyone can say, oh, yeah, I I, I did football in my spare time. You've got yeah. to be special. You've got to stand out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And like, I mean, we're talking like as if we're recruiters. Bron- Bronte's the one that will know more about this because this I am th- basically a recruiter. This is this is her community. <laughs> this is what they do. Now, I was I was speaking to shout out Zara once again um, the other day about Bronte's network, and she was like, "Oh, I I can't wait to graduate so I can be part of it." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, darling, you don't have you don't to have, have to have by graduated. the way, guys. You can be a student. You like, can be anyone. You can, you can be, be a gal that needs a girl gang. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you don't have to be a student. What? The girls have done takeovers on there that have just gone straight into a job." Oh, sick. Yeah, you can be anyone. Oh, but There's I like girls that. talking about periods. There's girls talking about breakups. There's girls talking about jo- like everything. Honestly, there are girls talking about everything. Like a girl had a weekend break with her boyfriend in Brighton and met another couple in Brighton for a drink. Like, oh, honestly, I wish I had a vagina. I think God's every day sake. there are girls that meet up. I really want to join. It's so annoying. Well, need... actually, we, we had to change the rules on it the other day. Um, and it's now obviously non- non-binary and females and people who identify as a female, obviously, are, in, oh, yeah. are included. I'm still a boy. Oh, Well, well maybe. At the keep, moment. Keep your, keep your eyes out, eyes peeled for guys who graduate. Eyes and ears peeled, guys. You're, you're dropping that in exclusive no we don't know it could, it could come oh yeah yeah it i mean could. It, it could do it could it do, could do. We don't so know. yeah boys listen up go back 30 seconds listen to that once again um <laughs> because yeah keep keep your eyes peeled for that now we've done so sorry how to win friends and influence people and essentialism by greg McEwen. what would you want to read about if you're coming out of uni once again what do you think would be a, like a good life skill tell me and i'll tell you a book for it Okay, can Let's I say can I say three things? Yes, three things. One, how to like money finance. Yep. Like just how because I don't have a student loan anymore. That's one thing that I panicked about. I was like, I don't get a student loan. Mm. What, how like if you don't have a job, how are you meant to pay for like my student loan paid for my rent, my food? Like you think of all these things that you've got to include. Like I think savings, just how to manage your money. Okay. I think that'd be a good one. So wait there. So okay, firstly, go. I'm going to combat that one. Yep. So financial literacy is it's not something i speak about too much like I, I know what to do with money i just don't do it like no, you I, don't. I know i know what i should spend my money on based on what the world is telling me to do but i'm far more inclined to spend my money on experience and things and i don't mean experience by like going to the pub and um stuff unless it's half price chicken wings i'm keen for that you're there um 
but I was I was actually speaking to a friend about this this morning. It's Rich Dad Poor Dad. Now that book it's it's quite old fashioned. It was written in the eighties, but the concepts are the same. If you don't know what like a liability is and what an asset is, read read that book. When I this is quite a good idea as well because I spend quick like money burns a hole in my pocket it does <laughs> when i when i read this book i put i used a 10 pound note as a bookmark because i wanted to practice the art of like not spending so if we're talking about financial literacy there's rich dad poor dad and i don't know any others but i will message me and i'll find one for you yeah cool i like that good good recommendation there from you ed um second one would be just Oh gosh, just like how to live life, like what you're meant to do after uni, a guide to leaving university. Do you have that one up your sleeve? I haven't got that one up my sleeve. Or just like, you know, but like looking at life in a different way. Look at life in a different way. So, Code of the Extraordinary Mind by Vishen Lakiani. Now, that book, it's either going to reinforce some pretty solid beliefs that you've got, or it's going to completely flip your world upside down. He talks a lot about the like the rules of society and he refers to them as brules, so like bullshit rules. So these things of society is like, so after university, you have to get a job straight away. You might want to go travelling. You might want to go and live in New Zealand for two months and be a ski instructor. You might want to go to Australia. You might even want to pick bananas in Australia or you might want to work in a cafe in Australia or you might want to teach English as a foreign language in Thailand, something like that. Mm. Um Note on the teaching list of foreign language um, course, they do actually prefer graduates, um, which is kind of what put me off because your boy's your boy's not a graduate. Yeah, so anyone that's looking for a job in the spare time, teaching English. Yeah, teaching was a foreign language. So, um, and code of the extraordinary mind. It's all it's a, it's about changing the beliefs that your culturescape has ingrained in you, and your culturescape is essentially like where you've grown up, whether that's in Western world or like an Eastern. Yeah, and that's the opposite of West. So um, wherever wherever you're from, whether it's religion, politics, like just learn to question everything. Don't feel like life is forcing you down a certain path. You are actually in control. So The Code of the Extraordinary Mind would be the book I would recommend for that. Interesting. Maybe I'll give that a read. Um, even though I'm a year I'll get it for you, don't you worry. <laughs> um, third thing, I left university and I started getting numbness down the side of my body i don't know why i'm laughing i just find it so random yeah it's such a random fact um i got really bad numbness down the side of my body and it got really bad um to the point where i was on the train home from london after like a day of meetings and i just started a new job um as head of social media for this pr company as well as running girls to graduate as, re- as well as doing ads on my own social media and mm. running that and I was also running three other social media accounts as head of social media. Yeah. And I was on the train home from my first like full day there and my throat and tongue went numb and I couldn't feel myself swallow. I literally couldn't see out of my right eye. My whole arm had gone numb and my parents were in America. I was honestly panicking on the train. Mate, did you have a stroke? I don't, I, honestly, I don't even know what went on. But I used to get this quite bad all the time, like down the right hand of my body. And I called one of my friends from uni that I lived with after and I lay on this bed and I honestly burst out crying and I was like, I am so worried about myself. Like this was mm. just after graduating and I thought, you know, got my life in order, got a job, all of this. And 
I went to the doctors that afternoon and I was like, I just burst out crying to him. And he was like, you have just told me everything. I feel stressed. I feel anxious just mm. from hearing what you've just said to me. And I think what, after graduating, what you don't realise is how much stress there is in your, like, on your life and on your body and on your mind. Because you're constantly thinking, I need to get a job. I need to get my life in order. You're constantly thinking like, I need to, yeah, I need to have this life that everyone talks about after graduating. And I had this feeling because of stress i had a brain scan and everything um and it was fine you've got one i had a brain scan you've got a brain yeah i've got a brain oh yeah all good 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 in there she's got a brain um and yeah and and so i wish i'd read a book about how to like manage stress and anxiety and everything and i didn't realize how much of an effect it was having on my body and like how much your body reacts to change in your Mm -hmm. life because obviously i'd left uni i was so content with my life and then I thought I was fine, but I obviously wasn't. Yeah. Um, and actually, when I was in Bali, it went because I was just so happy yeah. and content with life. And it showed that it was my body. It was stress and anxiety yeah. affected my body. So I think a book, I would have loved to read a book on how to like manage stress and deal with stress and everything. Mm. Well, there's two, I would say there. And I think this is really important for people to read whatever stage they are in life and whether they feel anxious much or if they just feel a bit stressed and, and learning how to manage their mind so the first one would be the chimp paradox by professor steve peters mm-hmm. now that just splits your brain down into two different parts or three different parts sorry so you got your computer which is all your automatic systems so if i punch you in the face you cry like yeah. you're automatic and, and you shield your face so that's automatic you've then got your monkey mind so that when i punch you in the face your monkey mind's like you motherfucker i'm gonna get you and you're coming at me you're gonna you're gonna attack back your human brain is the rational one which is like okay if i punch this person back there's a chance that this will escalate um why did they punch me what did i deserve it what did i do to deserve this like and you try and rationalize stuff now <laughs> sorry bronte's just looking at me in the mirror of the room <laughs> um so using a different example that's not me punching Bronte in the face because obviously I'd never do that. Yeah, thank you. would be, let's say I text Bronte calling her a dick. So her automatic process, like I don't know what Bronte's automatic process is for that, but the monkey mind is like her ego. So she'll just be fuming at the fact that she's been called a dick and is going to be like straight to attack back and just go a bit mental like it's offended like you're offended you're deeply offended to the core because you feel like it's like an attack on you and it may be like some belief that you are a dick like from from someone else calling you it in the past your human brain rationalize it and he's like oh do you know what like why are they calling me a dick like i don't actually think i'm a dick i'm i'm not going to respond to this i'm going to be rational about it and it's learning to control your monkey mind not like constrain it and like pin it down because if you fight a monkey you're gonna lose it's Mm. just learning to work with it probably die you would probably uh, chimpanzees are pretty freaking strong i wouldn't be able to do that no No. i don't know any human that could count yeah count me out second one the happiness trap by russ harris oh yeah yeah tell me about this yeah and have you read it? No. No, of course she hasn't. Sorry. <laughs> um, but I'll get it for you and I'll send it to you. Um, so The Happiness Trap by Russ Harris, it it talks about people 
reaching for happiness. We all have this almost a misconception that we have to be happy all the time. And the sad truth about life, or even like the, well, it's just the truth about life is you're not going to be happy all the time. You can't be happy if you're happy all the time because there is no different and you need an opposite to get you from that point. And the happiness trap is, is based on ACT therapy, which is acceptance and commitment therapy. Now, that's a therapy that I do. So when I first saw like ACT therapy, I was like, I don't have commitment trouble. Like, I don't, I, I can accept everything. Which is like, it wasn't true. It's not like commitment, like relationship commitment. It's about accepting the thought and committing to process it. So let's say something about anxiety. So say I'm... For me, my anxiety, like if we're gonna we're gonna go into it, like you Bronte Bronte knows this. Meeting new girls or like going to kiss a girl or something on a date. It's too much. It's it's a bit much for me. And I get nervous. So like nerves, anxiety, it's it's all the same thing. It's just it's the same symptoms, it's just wrapped up in a different way to spell it. So in my mind I could be thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it for hours, and it's very, very hard, just on a side note, to practice this and to get good at it. So I'm imagining going to kiss this girl and being rejected or, or whatever it is. If I reframed that, and this is probably one of my favorite things that I've learned from it, is reframing it so it's a cartoon. So <laughs> I could be Shrek, this person could be Fiona. And then what you instantly realize is that it's not a real thought. It's not what's happening or what's going to happen. It is com- it's completely made up. So... It's being able to accept those thoughts and realise that you are not your thoughts. Even though like people are like, oh, you are your thoughts, you need to manifest this, like you're you're actually not. You have you have control to step back from your thoughts and be like, actually, is this true? No, it's not. I'm not gonna know what's gonna happen until it's happened. Now, I know this and and I can speak to people about this all day long. If you want some advice from me. I'm a good guy to come to. Yeah. Terrible, terrible at taking my own advice. Now, I always say that modern day enlightenment is being able to take your own advice. Mm-hmm. So those would be the two books I'd offer up for that kind of scenario. Now, got any more scenarios for me? No, that I, I, can think I think that's all good. Yeah? I think all of you right now who thought, oh, that would be helpful, rewind back and write it down, otherwise you'll forget. Mm. I'll put I'll put it in the episode notes anyway. He's going to put it in the episode notes. Don't worry about it, guys. Yeah, don't you worry He's about helpful. it. He's helpful. I'm very, very helpful. He's kind. Kind and helpful. He's and generous. That's, that's <laughs> one thing that... Um, so Bronte and her sister, I thought, were absolutely crazy when I first heard them talk. But they... Is it Chessie that calls you wonderful and helpful, yeah. but doesn't say, "Oh, you're so pretty"? She, because she, she wants go, oh, to. Oh f- you look beautiful, and like, "Oh, you're so pretty." She she wants me to feel on the inside. Yeah. Like you're so helpful today, or like you're so wonderful, or yeah. Yeah, and that I think is, so, I've I've never heard that, and that is <laughs> that is lovely because you've just like people focus so much on the aesthetics nowadays. And they're like, "Oh my god, you're so pretty!" Oh my god, look at you. What you want to say is, "Hey." Look, you're really important. Like, yeah. oh my god, you're so funny. You're so wonderful. I'm oh proud my god, of you. yeah, really proud. Oh yeah, my god, proud. so proud. Proud is a weird word, um, and I'm stepping back from what I was just saying. Yeah. But I said once that I was proud of myself, and I hadn't said that ever, pretty much ever. So I told her, like, I rang Bronte up. I was like, oh my god, you won't believe this. I just said that I was proud of myself, and it made me feel so good. So I was like, just say it. 
just say it go on i was like i'm proud of myself yeah oh, it makes you smile so it does myself. yeah because honestly so many things happen with girls who graduate and i just kind of like i'm like wow 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 this is amazing mm. i never step back and look at how far i've come and sometimes like when you said that to me i was like wow i'm so proud of myself for girls who graduate and i was like oh she's proud of herself like i think it's such a big thing to recognize like mm. be proud of yourself yeah and i think people can do that every day as well like sometimes now now that i've said it now i'm trying to get used to it i'll get out of bed and then I'll do my day and I'll get to like maybe four o'clock. And I'm like, you literally, I could have just stayed in bed all day. I could have done nothing all day, but I didn't. I got up and I did something. So it's been able to look back and be proud of those like small wins. Even that, that's just like getting out of bed, getting a coffee and going back to bed and reading a book, which you should all do, by the way. Um, it's, it's nice to be able to look back and reflect on that and, and to be proud of yourself. Be proud of yourself. So girls who graduate, what's what's next? What's coming up? Um, well, by the time this is out, we might already have done it, actually. I, what, when's this coming out? I don't know. Whenever. Um, whenever. Whenever he has a slot for me. He's a busy boy. <laughs> um, we have a careers fair on the 15th and 16th of October. I basically wanted to host a big careers fair in person, but obviously Corona. So we're doing an online careers fair. We've got Gymshark. We've got Cosmopolitan. We've got Tesco. We've got Topshop. We've got... Um, LinkedIn, they're coming on to do a pimp, pimp your LinkedIn oh, yeah, profile. That's sick. I know, so we've got a big careers fair, and the girls can book onto each session. So there'll be Zoom tickets, and they can book onto each session. And people from these companies will talk about their recruitment, their how they got to where they are, and just like what they look for when they're recruiting and jobs that they have on offer. And it's basically just going to be like two days of like help for. We've got HSBC sponsoring. HSBC are on. So, nice. so we've got HSBC talking about it. Lots of name drops there, but I'm just, I'm shocked that any of these... I'm so proud of to... you, mate. That's yeah, so I'm cool. Proud of myself. Yeah, good. <laughs> um, so that's very cool. And I told my uni housemates about it because it's top secret at the moment. We haven't told anyone about it. I told them about it last night and they were like, Bronte, you are literally like, that's what we need right now. Like, If anyone mm. could give me anything right now, I'd need a careers fair for two days from companies talking about how to how they want people in their company um so that's exciting we've got that coming up um i don't know we have got a lot coming up but i don't know if i can tell you okay. just keep your eyes peeled because we've got a lot coming up but it's going to be the one-stop shop for students to find jobs support friends anything so yeah, yeah. i like that the idea of of friends is definitely important thing. i've made so many friends from it yeah honestly like there are girls that i speak to every day and girls that I like love so much because I'm like, if it wasn't for girls who graduate, I wouldn't have met you. Yeah. And like I look at their lives and I'm like, oh, I'm so proud of you. Um, there I made so many friends from it. Every event we used to host events before Corona, if you don't know. We used to host big events um around the UK and I used to make friends in all of those. Um mm. and it was just like honestly spending an evening with all new girls. And I love meeting new people, so it's so mm. fun. But yeah. I love that. Coming up. Now, one more thing before I let you go. Yeah, before before you let me go, we've got a book. We've got a book by a king. We do that we haven't spoken about yet. No, that's true, and that is a book that I did read during yeah. lockdown. Yeah, so let's let's talk about it. So, um, for those of you who don't know, Bronte's sister is Chessie King, and those of you who don't know Chessie, Chessie is Chessie King. Chessie yeah. King is an amazing human being. She's a wonderful, wonderful human She's being. My sister. She's Bronte's sister. <laughs> 
I think they're sociopaths when they're together. They call each other. They just say sis all the time. It's almost as if like I'm watching white chicks sometimes. And yeah, we're um, crazy. We have our own language. We literally. I don't think anyone can understand us like we are. I understand her even like her facial expression, mm. and I'm like, I know exactly what she means. Yeah. yeah, we have like yeah, it's very odd. And she wrote a book. She wrote a book. And I actually, when I say I haven't read for ages, I did actually read that from yeah. back to front. And I read the PDF version when she first wrote it yeah. before it came out. And then I read it on a hardback copy and I have it up in my room in London. Like, yeah. So whenever everyone walks in, I'm like, it's my sis. Yeah. Um, and it's basically all about like growing up as a female and lots to help you navigate life. Yeah. And I would 100% recommend it. Yeah. Nice. It's be, called Be Your Own Best Friend. Yeah. Yeah, we love That's it. an important message. And and there's a chapter dedicated to you, right? Not a chapter, a page. but a couple of pages. A couple yeah, pages. About her sis. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Her sis. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, Bronte, where can people find you? Um, on Instagram, Bronte King Double G. And obviously Girls Who Graduate Instagram is Girls Who Graduate. And then the closed Facebook group is Girls Who Graduate. We also have twelve other Facebook groups which are all cities. They were the most populated cities in the Girls Who Graduate group, so everyone can make friends and support each other in the cities that they're in. Um and yeah, we have a YouTube channel and a website, so Perfect. Well, as a Bronte wanted to do that bit about 400 miles an hour. Oh, sorry. I'm <laughs> such a fast it's, speaker. It's gals who graduate. So G-A-L-S who graduate. And Bronte, Bronte King with a double G as opposed to just the one G. Thank you, Meg. And obviously all of the community is gals who graduate and stuff like that as well. But I'll put links to the website, to the Instagram, um, to the Facebook group as well in the description of this episode. Thank you. And yeah, do you know what, Bronte? It's been an absolute pleasure. It was Thank worth you. the wait. It's Thank been, you so yeah, much for coming been, on. It's been a good 55 minutes. Yes, yeah. I really that. need a wee. You need a wee. Yeah. All right, well, I'll all let right. you go then, Love sweetheart. You, Love you, bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to that Um one of my favorite episodes to record like i said at the start um bronte is one of my best friends and it was just good to sit down and have a chat with her about brooks so i hope you enjoyed it as much as i did uh if you're on apple Podcasts, please do leave us a review um if you think it's one star worthy i don't know why on earth you've stuck around this long um but don't give us a one star review um five fives only fives only will be good so leave us a review subscribe listening to more if you go on the backlog there's quite a lot of interesting episodes as well if you aren't new here but yeah take it easy au revoir afida zain goodbye